Yo, John. Yeah, BJ. You think they're ready for this? Nope. Well, let's go then. Keep it real. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Real. I'm one of your hosts, BJ Parker. I'm John Klinsman. What's happening, my man? Not much, man. How are you? Ba- I'm good. Back at it again. Rainy Friday afternoon. Man, if you don't like the weather in Middle Tennessee, just give it a day. I it's know. It's going to change for you. I, I know. Well, how's the week been? It's been a great week. Yeah. Uh, I think we were, what, mid-70s all week? Yeah. Um, super nice. Super nice. We've yep. gone about two weeks. We were just talking about this before we got rolling. Two weeks, no rain yeah. after uh, a stretch of snow and rain yep. and everything in between. And then we've gone about two weeks with, with nothing. Um, it's been amazing. It's been great because we've yeah. been able to get, get, get a good jump start on everything. And then today we were able to sit down and start working on the shop again and sure. just kind of chilling. Do you, has, has, uh, have you had a lot of play on the field yet or is it just starting to pick up? You know, it's uh, about a month and a half of practices have yeah. gone in. Uh, we've had a few games here and there, uh, but a lot of practice. And then the games really pick up. Yeah. The kids went, left for spring break today and uh, – after spring break, they they come back and it the schedule really intensifies and For real. so that's why now's get right time. Yeah, you know let's let's get right during spring break. Yep. You know while it's a break and we get days off for it, um, it's time to get everything in gear and get rolling. Yeah, well. I'm going out of town next week for spring break, so I'm looking forward to a little break. But uh, it'll be rolling when I get back too, man. Yeah, it's... I think we're gonna the family and I are gonna head up to um, Indiana visit a friend. Right. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna come back down um, through Kentucky and visit the Louisville Slugger Museum. Sweet. And then uh, I think we've also got a zoo trip stretched in somewhere uh-huh. in there. Other than that, I'll probably be here off and on. Yeah. You know, my guys know um, don't have to be here, but they know I'm gonna be here because I've got I want us to get right. Right. You know, and while it's still Work a break, stop. No, while it's still a break and it's a yeah. great time off. You know, the days you get and you can recharge your batteries. Um, being set up and ready to go when the kids get here yeah. is, is where it's at, you know, and that's what's important to me because I can always take a day off yeah. once we're right. But it, it's getting there, you know. So I would rather, ta- I would rather be here when there's nobody here uh-huh. than um, be here when everybody's here, you know. So if I can take a day off once the kids get back, right. we don't have a, a baseball or softball game or something that I have to prep for, yeah. um, you know, because there's not a lot of prep that goes into a, a lacrosse or soccer game. You have it painted. You set. You have your guys set the goals out. Yep. Set the flags out. You're ready to go. Baseball game. It's a little more, a little more detail that goes in that you want to be here for. Sure. You know, not that my guys can do it. It's just them, them little things that I want to make sure are handled. Um, so, if I can take a day off yeah. once spring break, is, is man. Over? If I know anything about you by now, you have a hard time walking away from here and and uh, letting it go. You just. I, I do. <laughs> I, I. I mean, I end up turning in a lot of. Um, vacation time at the end of the year like you know i get two weeks yeah and i end up turning in probably between 24 and 32 hours every year and yeah. i and i hate it my boss gets on to me every single year they're gonna pay you for it either way no i don't get paid for it oh no and i mean they don't if, is it roll over or nothing nothing no roll over oh, so we lose vacation get you in trouble <laughs> we lose vacation i'd be and, working in a deal i can just get it paid i would love to do that but it's just not what they um what they'll do for us yeah. and that's fine I, I don't complain about it 
because it's my choice. You Take know, off I, like a last two weeks of the year. I can't. I got graduation. So oh. our, our graduation is on Memorial Day weekend. Our fiscal year is June 1. Yeah. You know, so I end up and, – and that's always the plan is I'll take off in the spring, you know, right. and then spring gets here and I still have all my vacation time. I did better this year. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting on, I think, 32 hours right now. So I've got four days to try to burn somewhere along the way. Right. I, I think I can pull that one off. Sure. Um, but I do. I struggle when things are going, getting away. I get it. I get it. You know, we it, – it's just it's a tough deal. It's hard to walk. It's hard to get away. It's hard to be away for a long. I, I'm the I'm the first to admit I don't need to be gone for a week next week. But yeah. you know it's with my family and it's you know time to just decompress and recharge. So I'm gonna you, I'm gonna look at the time value versus what I'm missing out on. And and that's what's everything. important for me with yeah. with the family this week is let's go up, let's see some friends, let's yeah. let's do something. You know it's just gonna be an overnight trip. Sure. Um, Let's just get away. I know the guys have got it handled. One of the big things, one of the reasons I haven't been able to burn vacation this year too much is I've got a kid here now. Right. So even if I take a day off, I'm still bringing them to school. <laughs> so it's tough, you know, yeah. and, and then I get home and I live almost an hour away. Right. By the time I get home, it's almost time to turn right back around again. Yeah, might so as well just, stay here. It's been a balancing act right. of getting days off, but – that's okay. Yeah. I like being here, you know, and, and I can feel it when I start to hit burnout mode. Right. So I know I need to step away, and that's what I'll do next week. I hear you. Well, to tell you my level of commitment for this podcast, my boys are playing right now. Yeah? What's Bama. the score? Hold up. I'll, t- I'll give you an update. <laughs> it was uh, They were beating the brakes off Mississippi Some State. Some SEC basketball uh, updates. No, no, no. No, no, no. doubt. Sorry for the lack of uh, <laughs> preparation, but I knew you was going to ask me. 39 to 12, get you some of that with uh, four minutes to go in the first half. They're playing Ole Miss or Mississippi State? Mississippi State Bulldogs. Let's go Bulldogs. Whatever. <laughs> I got Alabama minus eight and a half. I'm looking pretty good right now. Did you Did you make the bet? Yeah, All already right. did. Already All did, right. yep. So, Sports betting in Tennessee at its best. That's right. Something we haven't been able to do. FanDuel. I use FanDuel. I just had to pick one after uh, trying DraftKings, and I think there's like one or two others. What do you have on the game? How much do you have on the game? So I, um, I'm, I'm not a big time sports better. So I, I, I bet in units. Okay. And what's that w- mean? One unit is ten dollars. Okay. And I just bet from there. So if I follow a game and I, like this, that unit, I have thirty dollars on that game. Okay. So I mean, what just, do you win if you win the bet? So I put up. Um, there's a thing called juice. So uh, you might see a line where it says minus eight and a half, minus 110. So I'd have to put up uh, $11 to win $10. Okay. So I put up $33 to win 30. Okay. So if that makes sense. So I'll get back my $33 plus 30. Okay. If that makes any sense. So, um, yeah, and then I just go from there. Um, Standard bets around that. Uh, go up from there and rarely go down unless I just don't feel good about it. And it's all about money management. You know, it's just however much is in your account and you just don't want to bet the whole account on, on one deal. <laughs> but I've been known to bet lots of money and I, that's where it got me in trouble. So anyways, but no, Bama's winning SEC tournament, uh, 39, 12, right. three minutes to go in the first half. So right. there's your, 
update and I'm here. And I'm, so I'm sure we'll get a couple more updates, but I appreciate yeah. your level of commitment to this podcast. BJ. Well, hey, I'm, really I'm all, I'm, I'm all in on it. You know, it, it's, it's for the people, for the people, you know, I, you know, I hope they're getting something out of it, you know, but who, <laughs> if they're not, then so well, here we are. We were talking about being able to step away. Yeah. I have a problem saying no. All right. So yeah. we're going to, we're going to whip back around from the Bama game back to this. Um, I'm part of the, um, I'm part of the um, baseball league in Dixon, so I'm I'm the vice president of the of the organization up there, and we uh, we didn't have enough nine and ten coaches, and I'm Uh-oh. I'm not the type of person to say <laughs> put them on another team, right? Like you know, so we had ten kids needing a team, we've only got three teams, so you'd have to take five kids from each team to. Uh, to make this work. So you're going to have 15 kids per team. Yep. That's too many nine-year-olds, 10-year-olds on, on one team. So I was like, just just give me the team. Give it to me. I'll, I'll take it. Right. My wife's like, you can't, you can't say no, can you? So I'm coaching. My son's on a travel ball team. He's also playing school ball, and I'm coaching the school ball team. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm coaching this nine and 10 group. Yep. And then I'm also the vice president, so I'm at the ballpark. Four out of seven days, maybe five but out of seven you, days. Would you rather be doing anything else? I probably. I mean, honestly, like honestly, what are you, what are you going? What else are you going to do? Uh, nothing. Um, it's like it, I mean, I'll put it in perspective. It's like I find myself with so much downtime because my all my kids are older, and I've got kids in college, and I don't hardly speak to them. I mean, it's not. It's just the way it is these days, and I I got all this free time. Like, what am I going to do? You know? my, my wife says she she knows where she ranks. Yep. She knows it's Corbin, baseball, and all the kids yep. that are involved in the organization and her some yep. somewhere down there. And that's not that's truly not the truth. It's um it's it's I can't tell these kids no, you don't get to play or you have to play on a team with, you know, fifteen, sixteen sure. other players on the team and not get playing time. Yep. Also know um, that I'm, I'm. I want to say this very carefully. I'm not the greatest coach in the world, but I'm a really good baseball coach. I, I know what I'm doing. Right. I know how to teach these kids to become better baseball players, and yeah. I love the game. Sure. So I want to pass that along um, to them. Yeah. And and it, I struggle with with sending them home. Right. You know, or putting them on a team where there's going to be so many kids, they're not going to get playing time. Right. You know, so I take the team. I have no investment in the team. I don't know a single player on the team, but I'm taking it. So one that that helps win me over with the parents, like right off the bat, because they know right. my son isn't going to be the star pitcher. My son's actually going to coach first base with me yep. to help out. Um, so you know they kind of buy into your your program when you do that. Right. Um, but yeah, I can't say no. I can't tell people I can't do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna go do my best with it and and help them as much as I can. Yeah, you know, and because I, I do the schedule for the league, I get to work my schedule around. There you go. Around what I need to work it around. Sure. So it, it kind of ends up working out. Yep. It's just I spend a lot of nights at the ballpark, a lot of them. Right. Well, I will say this: um, I had. You know, something really cool happened this week after a two-year stint with uh, working on some a project that I've mentioned many, many times with my music. It finally dropped yesterday. 
on Apple Music. I have it downloaded. And uh, Spotify. Uh, Break 2, Beats and Rhymes, a full-length album dropped yesterday. Uh, it's weird how, you know how your favorite artist, and I, I still don't know how all this works being someone who's independent. We don't have a publisher, right. so we don't go through any of that. Um but there's a process for, you know, you don't have to have any of that. We obviously are very much a product of that, but we didn't know exactly when it was going to drop. We had to submit it for approval. So it goes through all these different copyrights and all these different scrutinizations and whatever, and finally gets approved. And then, then they just, they don't tell you when it's going to drop. And so you just have to keep refreshing, trekking. Right. And, you know, the two main streaming sources are Apple Music and Spotify, and once we got there, I mean, I mean, it dropped, and we're off and running. And so if you subscribe to Apple Music and you have that monthly service, you just download it. That'd be awesome. Uh, if you want to buy it, buy it. to be great. And then on Spotify, same thing. Um, and But it's I'm proud of it, man. I, I know it's not for everybody, right. but it's something we put a lot of creative effort into. And So Michael Brownlee was up here yeah. earlier today while I was spraying, and um, I – I sent it to him last night. When I saw you post it, yeah. I shared the link to it to him. And, you know, it's it's not something either one of us, like, normally turn on and listen right. to, but it's good. Yeah. Like, it, it, it really, truly is. That's what I told Michael. It's really, truly good. And I respect you. How old are you? 48. All right, 48 years old. Yeah. It's something you've always wanted to do. Right. And you and... Rob, 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 just went out and freaking did it. Yeah. And I feel like y'all crushed it. I mean, you've been sharing this music with me for about a year now. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, but y'all went out and it's really in for for what it for what it is for that. The people that listen to that style of music. Right. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Um, I had it on for a little bit on my drive in this morning. But I, like I told you, I've been stuck on a book series yeah. that I haven't wanted to turn off. Yeah. Um, so it has I, music hasn't been the first thing I, I turn totally on when it. I put my AirPods in, but um, it's been I mean it's really good. I really I, I enjoyed the first two tracks that I listened to, and but I just respect you, one for just putting yourself out there yeah. and doing it. Like because that's not an easy thing to do. I know you said you've gotten a lot better with it over the years, but it's not easy to put yourself out there and you know you're going to get the criticism. You know you're going to have the haters. Probably the same people that are that are giving us one and two stars yeah. are going to hate on you for for what you're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, they've got to take the time to do it, dude. I, I'll I'll be honest. This is one of the most scary projects I ever did because I wondered one from where it started to where it got to. It is one hundred thousand percent better. Like the stuff we actually put out, it's all our own original stuff. Everything is uh, written, produced by me and Rob. Um, he did a vast majority of it. The dude's a genius. Um, but, you know, we're proud of it, and we just want people – we just want to – this is a part of what we grew up, and it, it's a part of how we listen to music. It's a part of – it's kind of our um, anti-new rap sure. these days. It, it's, it's really a, a sort of a walk back through – to back to when rap was in the late eighties, early nineties, kind of what we grew up to has a lot of that feel to it. And, you know, the rhymes are a little more simple. They're not as complex, but they, the beats are strong. You know, it's just all this stuff that really, I think people gravitate to. And, but 
you're right. It's like I was very scared to like really start getting into it and thinking nobody's going to listen to this. Nobody cares what we think. But we just we just got to a point where we're like, dude, this is really good and it could go somewhere. And exactly the word the the conversation he and I had was, let's blow this up, man. Because I said it's only going to get better. Albums two and three, well, there's no stopping. Yeah. And and now that we've kind of gotten it out there and we'll get people giving feedback and we'll get, you know, what we did good, what they like, what they don't like. We'll get some fans and following and hopefully get to play live. I mean, that's all, that's all cool stuff, but it's on another level of like stepping out there and sure. doing something. Cause we don't get paid for it. Not yet. Hopefully eventually one day we don't, you know, it's all creative effort. It's all creative, uh, you know, just mindset and doing something different. And in our age, Rob's, he might be younger than me by a couple of years, but we are around the same age. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun and it, it, it's just not the norm. It's not what sure. you're seeing these days and a couple of old dude dads just rocking it out. Well, it sounds really good. Um, question I would have for you is would you want to be on a label? Like if a label came to you and said, we want to sign no. you, I agree with no. you. I don't want that. We can, we can, you don't have to do it. And here's why I don't want to be slave to the what we're doing. I want to be have the creative. So freedom. you and I both listen to Up Church, and I'm sure you watch some of his. Oh, his new album stuff. is his, legit. His, his albums are always good, and one of the things I respect him. Trying to get him on podcast myself. Well, we need to get him on this one, mm-hmm. and just hang out with. Yeah, him. Yeah, I would. Uh, we'll keep yeah. hounding him. We'll have to put the E on that one for yeah. sure. But he's one of those guys that just does things his way. Right. He doesn't give. He doesn't care what. He doesn't have a label to answer to, so he doesn't care what anybody else thinks or says. And he gets to do it his way. He doesn't have to make apologies for for things he says or things he he believes in. He gets to go do it his way, and then he calls out mainstream music. In this this instance, it's country music, and basically says, quit being little girls or quit being soft, basically, and um, and – kind of have some testicular fortitude and go do it your way, which is what we're missing in music in general. I'm not saying I, I'm, I hate when people use the term country isn't country anymore because things have to evolve. Like you have to, you have to be ever changing with the time. I get so, that. Yep. so I'm down with things changing and evolving, yep. but I also respect the guys that still go do it the old way. What I respect about him is he's got that outlaw attitude to where I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. I don't care what anybody else says or does. It takes a lot of balls to do that. Yeah. And that's why I respect him. But it's also why I respect what you guys are doing. Just going out, doing what you want to do, having the testicular fortitude to do it, yeah. and then just be proud of it. You know, And it, it, it really is good, especially if you enjoy that style of music. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, I think that, for me to put that out there and for wanting people to share it, I constantly share it on my social medias. I constantly try to get people to uh, listen to it. They're, you know, they're going to listen to it whether they want to or not. We're, we're, we're organically building a foundation. We started with the, uh, our Facebook page has about 4,000 people, you know, followers, likes. I don't know how that works, but, you know, I'm not into all of that. Like, it's just more about we started this movement a long time ago, and it got to a point where the album came You're out yesterday. You were able to do something with it. That's and, great. And now, now if we can get a it, – it's kind of like a snowball. 
as long as we can get it rolling a little bit yep. in two more years, where will it be? Right. You know, sound like anything. My podcast two years in doing really well. This one in two years, I promise you will be even better. And you know, it's just a matter of all those things kind of stacking up. It's like my trainer says, you didn't get fat overnight. Right. You can't do You can't change it overnight. But if you stack wins on top of each other, eventually when you look up, you'll be where you want to be. When I was fat, I felt like I got there overnight. Yeah. But I remember if I, if I look back on that time when it was happening, yeah. I would watch myself like I, I mean, when I was 18 years old, I was in a 32, 32 gene. And then I remember it, I needed a 36 and then I was in a 38 and all of a sudden I wasn't wearing yeah. jeans anymore Yeah, because I didn't like the way they felt on my fat butt. So yeah, it doesn't happen overnight, but boy, it sure, it sure feels like it does. I, and you think you can change it overnight. <laughs> you can. And, and sometimes I find myself and it's happened to me many times. Cause I'll be honest, I've, I've battled weight my whole freaking life, but I find myself sitting there going, what am I doing? Why am I eating this? Why am I not doing that? Why don't I get off my butt and go walk? And, you know, all these little internal, uh, you know, just things beating at you say, hey, what are you doing? You know what not to do. You know what to do. Why don't you just get mm-hmm. off? And, and so that's where, to me, I still have to go back to, because I was telling my trainer this morning, hey, I get discouraged. I've been meal prepping. I've been doing all these things. I've been fasting. And, you know, I'm, I'm seeing little wins, but I'm not seeing, like, what I thought I'd be doing. And, and, and he said, it's not going to happen ever, overnight. It can't happen overnight. You didn't get this way in 48 years. It's not going to change in, you know, four days. And I, and, I, and I just have to remind myself, I know that. I've learned enough, you know, about it and, and, and understand it. But how long have you been going at the exercise? I've been, do, I've been working out consistently with a trainer for two years. Okay. And now I'm stronger. I feel better. Um, and that's what's important. And, and I guarantee you're healthier. Yeah, I'm and that's all that yeah. really matters at the end of the day. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're a thick boy, if you're healthy, that's all that really matters. Um, when I was when I was 360, I started exercising and I started real light. Like I would walk the treadmill, yeah. you know, and I I wouldn't do much. I didn't want to be there. We've had this discussion sure. before. And then a guy at the gym came to me and was like. You need to push yourself. If you really want to do this, start pushing yourself. You know, and I, I got to where I was lifting. I was lifting my weight in weights, if not more at times. Um, I was drinking gallons and gallons and gallons of water. Yeah. Um, and I got up to 1.3 gallons of water a day, which yeah. is not an easy feat. You're you're on a water regimen. <laughs> you know three gallons of water is tough. Three? Three. Jesus. I, um, I'm having a hard time with one. I would. So the way I would pace myself is a gallon between – Breakfast and lunch, a gallon from lunch to dinner, and then a gallon from dinner to bedtime. Yeah. And at, at the same time, I'm working out in this time, yeah. and I'm, I'm staying really active. What that did for me was kept me full, you yeah. know. So I wasn't craving. I, I wasn't craving the eating, yeah. the eating part of it. And I dropped in about nine months. I dropped 180 pounds. The thing I had going for me though is I was young. I mean, yeah. I was 31, 32 years old. If I did that now, yeah. it it wouldn't be as fast. Yeah. You know, so at your age, no offense, at your age, it's gonna be slower. Yep. You know, your metabolism is is a lot slower than it was when I was, you know, when you were thirty. No, I, I guarantee I agree. I um like I'm forty eight now, but I had a goal. I I was big and wanted to one of my goals that I always had was I wanted to dunk a basketball. I was thirty years old and I worked out like a fiend for like six months I had a trainer 
And I, I told him, I said, every week I want to do something that increases my jumping ability. Now I'm 30, 30, 31. Uh, so I'm not a spring chicken, but obviously that's not, you know, there's still, you know, what's LeBron. I mean, he's, right. it looks like he's 12 out there running around still, but you Except know, for where he's bald, yeah. but I'm, <laughs> I'm a six foot tall white dude who, um, you know, is primarily overweight most of his life. And I said, okay, so I, first of all, I had to drop the weight. Second of all, I had, I, I did everything. So one day a week, we always did everything resulting in jumping. And I got to if I could I could if I could have palmed the ball, I could have been really good at dunking, but but I ended up being able to do it, and but then I got to that point and I was like, okay, I've done that. Now what? And I right. just kind of you know I just kind of stopped, and it was a high intensity. It was a lot of effort, you know, and you just not sustainable. I'm trying to get now to a point where it's sustainable. Sure, eating right's always been a problem for me. It's never been the exercise. I I I promise you i could stop working out if i eat right and drink water and and lay off the alcohol you know every so often then i wouldn't have a problem right you know but it's about it's about the daggum uh food that i put in my mouth and i can't seem to stop eating crap from that's time my to time. ice cream addiction I, I can put down about three gallons of ice cream <sighs> a week I, w- I love ice cream but i had to get i'm i found out that i think i'm lactose and lactose intolerant and my trainer said, if you think you are, you probably are. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just. You learn I, real quick, I, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I love ice cream, though, man. I love About once a year, I'll take the plunge just to, just to deal I, with it. I, my, I, would get, I would get frustrated with my wife if we ran out of yeah. ice cream. Yeah. Here lately, I've had to back off because I noticed it was building up. Yeah. Just like some funk in my head, like right. just too much snot or whatever. Right. And right now in our world, you cannot have a cough. And people look at you like you you're not gonna kill them yeah. with the disease. So I was like, all right, I'm probably gonna back off for a little while just to make sure I clear yeah. whatever this this funk from yep. the blooming of everything and all that stuff out. And I've noticed I'm not clearing my throat as much. I'm I'm like, all right, so it's probably a good idea to back off for a while. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to uh, the first real big bowl of ice cream. Boom! What's your go to? Fudge ripple. Fudge ripple from Kroger. It. Do is not, it the Kroger brand? Kroger, dude, Kroger brand ice cream it's is made by where somebody. it's at. Oh, yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt. Uh, but Kroger brand ice cream, fudge ripple, and cookies and cream. So we would have the two-and-a-half-gallon containers. One would be in the freezer in the house, and yeah. one would be out in the chest freezer in the garage. And I would switch back and forth between those two. Yeah. And I'd get so frustrated when I ran out. And she's like, you ate five gallons in a week. What do you expect? Well, Bring bring in three of those, you know. <laughs> but fudge ripple is my go-to. Yeah, I was and and I do like the cookies and cream. But I was at um, Walmart one day picking up some stuff, and I was out of ice cream, so I grabbed the cookies and cream from Walmart. It is not the same cookies and cream right. that the Kroger brand has. That's I, I want Kroger brand, and I want fudge ripple or cookies and cream. <sighs> Man, you're making me want to eat some ice cream. I guess, or my- I want to go to the the pizza shop in Dixon. And they have homemade ice cream, and they've got a banana one, yeah. and it's legit. It is legit. It's, it's I got to change. We got to change this conversation. Okay, let's flip it I'm around. Fat, and you're making me fatter <laughs> just talking to me. God, how many calories did you just gain thinking about ice cream? <laughs> a lot. My head just exploded. 
I think I'm looking at this bottle of water, thinking I need to drink more of it. <laughs> get more over, water. Get over, get over the ice cream. I'm gonna swing out of here and go to Sonic and get yeah. me a blast. Shoot, I, that's that's a good idea. Doug's yeah. bringing Burger King back here in a minute, so you can have a fry or two if you no. want. No, <laughs> I, I, that's another thing. I have stopped eating fried foods, which is good. I mean, I love French fries, but yeah. Anyway, so it's summertime. Nothing better than some ballpark yeah. fries. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I like from Sonic? You mentioned Sonic, and this is going to sound so stupid. I'll go get a water with their sliced up fruits in it. Uh, Bobby Bones and his fiance put it on Instagram one time, and he calls it the Bobby water. But it's got sliced up fruits in it, and then I'll get nerds in it. Dude, that water is legit. I'm telling you. Wait a second. <laughs> it is their... Well, you're making this up. I promise you. No, no. Sliced up fruit in your water with nerds is the way Do they to think go. you're silly when you order no. that or what? No, not at all. I mean, I think people order it quite often. I'm always worried about... Wonder, I always wonder about Sonic people because there's some stuff you can do. Yeah. Order some strange... Off the menu stuff. But what, yeah. I, what I learned to do, the best way for yeah. me to do it is to put it in their app yeah. if I'm headed there. Put in their app and then just drive up and you punch in your code in their little machine and you take it. Huh. And it, it's it's delicious, dude. I take I'll water. go to the ballpark with a I guess what they call Bobby water. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's sliced up You're strawberries. You gonna have to pay him for any of that royalty now? I hope not. <laughs> sliced up strawberries and nerds in my in my ice water, and it's delicious. Yeah. I, it's not the same as drinking just straight water. All right, well there you go, folks. Bobby water. Go I've do never it. heard that. And we're gonna call it let's call it keeping it real water. Keep it real water. Because Bobby's not gonna listen to this podcast. So we're gonna take we're gonna take Bobby, we stole your we did. water. And if you're listening, give us a shout out. We'd That's appreciate right. it. That's right. <laughs> I'll tag him. I'm going to tag Absolutely. him in this and tell him we talked about his bobby water for five minutes. Absolutely. Well, I speaking of water, um, I guess we should talk a little bit of turf or something, but I had a fun experience this week. Why the, do we need to talk turf? I don't know, but I'm going to tell you this story because <laughs> it's funny. Um, so I was charging up the irrigation system uh, this week at the golf course. The irritation system. The irritation system. And I knew, I just, I mean, it's an old system. We've done a lot of work to it, but I, it's just when, when it's been sitting isolated and non-pressurized for a while, you just know, right? You yeah, just know something's no going doubt. on. So we, um, we, have a, we had put a new Oasis controller on our pumps, and so we were able to bring up the speed of the pumps very slowly. So I, I cranked up the, the, the pumps, and I had them on low speed. It was building PSI very slowly. and um, But... Because we have it's it's an in valve it's an in ground valve system similar to what you have here you have valves in the ground yep. and no controllers so um, everything is kind of below the ground you just kind of have to ride around and look to yep. see if a valve's leaking if something's going on so I just go you know one direction away from the pump house well if I'd have gone a hundred yards the other direction like the other way I'd have saw that it blew out about five minutes after I mean it was just a big blowout right. Yep. So I go down there, we turn the pumps off, figure out what it is. I, I still, I mean, I still don't know why there's just a cap, right? On, there was a pipe with a cap underneath it. I don't know why it was there. I've, you know, it's an old system, so who knows? Um, but we ended up fixing that. But, man, I stuck, I, I reached down in there in that hole to feel where the leak was going, and I wouldn't be, I'd be damned if there's a, a spot on that PVC went right in my finger. And I'm, I'm like, that gum. I, I, 
PVC splinters will oh, eat you up. It went. Look, man, it's freaking. <laughs> it just ate my finger. I think I got some kind of organism or something in there. I hope my finger don't fall <laughs> off by the, end of the next week. But no, I had excited. I mean, that's not. I mean, I'm sure everybody has irrigation stories, but. We got it charged up, got it fixed yesterday, and uh, slinging water last night. One so. thing I don't miss from the golf course is charging the irrigation. I yeah. mean, you know, in in a sense, you charge it up even when you don't have pumps. Yep. But I don't miss the pumps at all. Right. Um, we don't have a pump on this campus. It just comes straight in from the meter. And, it, I mean, it's high pressure. You, you've seen it run. It, it yeah. doesn't play. But I don't miss those pumps and having to run those pumps and get – get it going that way right uh being able to do it the way we do it which basically i'll we'll turn it on and i'll just go to the furthest point and start running water you just turn it on at the meter and let it yep blow air and whatever so do you have it winterized yeah Yeah. so we blew it out and um right after thanksgiving yep and um i'll basically just go to it turn on the valve make sure all my valves going where i want them to go are on and then I'll go to the furthest point and just start running water through it and letting that air come out that way. Yeah. Um, it's the best way I have found to do it here. Do you just but, crack it open? Yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah, blow yeah. it wide I, open. No, I, we're not going wide open at yeah. first. No. Um, That's kind of this similar to what we do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we draw out of a lake. And so if you crank it open, it's basically like cracking the valve open. You just turn the pumps on to a low variable speed, yep. and it doesn't ramp up real fast and just eases water out. But you're right. No matter what you do, yeah, you get when you go to turn it on, yeah. you're guaranteed two to three breaks before you actually get it on and let it keep running, Yeah, um, which is why we'll start turning ours on next week because we want to start being able to water our infield dirt. Yeah. So if we don't turn it on until the, first, the day of the first game, we're not going to have water on the right. earth. There's no way because I know there's going to be a break or two before we get to that point. Yeah. Just it's bound to happen. Yeah. There's no shortage of work in irrigation. No. I'm telling you. No. And, and there is no way I would work for an irrigation company. Bless those guys. Because yeah. I'm not interested in dealing with that stuff every day. We went on a stretch of like 30 days in a row where we had to fix something on our system last summer. There's no way I'm going – from now to October, well, the, fixing stuff every single day. Yeah, I think the I think I don't know. I mean, I've done I've done it all in irrigation and the repairs and things like that. That's where that's where a lot of the work comes from. Yeah. New installs are tough. You don't get a lot of those. I'm sure they do, but this um, means just constantly repairs, constantly doing something. Deferred maintenance. Yep. People people haven't paid attention to their irrigation system in years. Yep. You know, and and just. And I think we're at the point where our system's been here now 16 plus years. So we're starting to see where like the 90s are wearing out, yeah. where the, you know, the bends and different things are starting to, you know, over time that water flowing through there just starts to wear it out. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what we've started seeing more than anything. Yep. I would say easily 75% of our breaks last year were in 90s or 45s or T's where, they just worn out right. in those spots, and and it's just so frustrating. Yeah, you know, and and you can't, you feel like you can never get caught up. And and before we had always used Aqueduct to come in and fix our brakes. Well, yeah. I wanted to bring it in house. I felt like it was important. One, save money. Sure, I can go buy the parts a lot cheaper than I can pay and them it's to good come to, do it's it. It's good to do in house. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, take ownership of it, and you know, if we have a massive break or something or something that we just can't get to at the time. I'm I'm down a guy or two because of a vacation or something. 
I can call them. I've yeah. got them on hand. They do all of our new install stuff. They do all of our construction stuff over wherever we're building something. So, you know, we've got them in our back pocket to use, and it's beneficial to have them sitting sure. there. But at the same time, they also understand we need to be doing it in-house as big as we are right. um, because we can't afford to continuously pay them. Do you ever um, – so I assume you all have a water bill. Yeah. Do you ever, uh, you ever foresee um, – having that like a well put on the property or lake or no. anything like that I, impossible I, I i don't see that ever yeah. happening um you know honestly i've done a pretty decent job for the most part of continuously maintaining where we've always been so yeah trying to keep it balanced or lower if possible right we had one peak um two summers ago we had a massive peak where we hit a big drought Last summer, we did really well. You saw a peak when we installed the new field. Oh, yeah. And you saw a peak um, for a water camp that we ran where they wanted the irrigation system basically <laughs> running constantly so the kids could play in the sprinklers. And then, you know, the boss comes to me and says, well, why is this peak here? Do you remember the water camp I told you was going to be an issue? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a way to monitor, uh, like, usage, or is it just off a meter? Just getting you have off, somebody get it. Nope. Just getting it back from Metro Water yeah. or Harpeth Valley here on this campus um, and just being able to keep an eye on it. Now, do I... Ever, do you ever get regulated if there's a drought? Haven't have? yet. Yeah. Haven't yet. I'm sure at some point we will, so yeah. I don't want to jinx ourselves. But um, basically, the, the water bill is handled because it also comes on the same bill as the as the domestic water for the campus. So um, the facilities managers, it comes out of their budget. So, you know, I'm, I'm constantly talking with them, warning them if I found an issue that, mm -hmm. hey, it's going to be a little higher. Yeah. You know, and, and trying to do a good job of keeping it where it needs to be and keeping it in line with every other year. That way their budget is, is good to go and they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a you know it's a balancing act when you're having to pay for it yeah. every time. I mean, no you know, you know, every time you're watering or putting, you know, have to put water out to you know take care of the grass or the fields or whatever. That's actually money you're spending. Yep. You know, it's a reality to that, and so that's a delicate balancing act. I was curious. I didn't know you were actually set up that way, but it makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, hey, irrigation's irrigation, man. And as long as I can explain to them, yeah. you know why there's a peak in it yep. or whatever. Usually nobody really, I'm not going to say yeah. they don't care, but they understand yep. if I can't explain it because of, I haven't found a, a break or something. Then you start getting the, the more and more questions right. need to find it. Okay. Yeah. We'll find it. But usually they know June, July, August were higher. Sure. And then we go right back down, yeah. you know, and I, I try well, to they let, get several months where it's not running at all. Exactly. <laughs> and I try to let the facilities managers know, hey, we're yeah. cranking it on at this time. We're turning it off, you know, so that they can keep an eye on yeah. their side of the bill as well. You I'm know, a charge up, I'm sure, gives them a, a spike a little bit. A little bit. Not, yeah. not too much yeah. unless we have a massive break that we haven't found, which on this campus is always possible. Right. Did I tell you I'm going down to uh, A-Day, Alabama? Mm -mm. So I oh, got, yeah, you did. I yeah, got you invited did. to go down to um, – the University of Alabama for a day. So I, I, I haven't, I've basically told them the days I'd be down there, but I'm so 15th through the 18th of April. I'm really disappointed. I mean, I've, I know how to paint. You don't. Yeah. 
So I was really disappointed you didn't invite me to come down and help paint. Well, I, my, my choice to invite you. Well, I'd paint a big orange U, <laughs> U and T on the. See, I can't have that. I can't have that. <laughs> they, um, I, I have had a couple of conversations with Drew, and he, I think he's the assistant. I don't, I have not met the main. I believe he listens to the podcast, so if he he's does. hearing he's a big this, fan. and he finds That's out, why I mentioned him. Well, if he finds out that I would like to come down, yeah, I would even be happy painting some yeah. crimson. I can get the invite too. Yep. You know, I, I don't understand why one of us gets invited. I don't either. Other. That's, that's kind of crap, Drew. That's all I'm saying. Well, we'll take it up with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I am We're right now. That's exactly what I'm doing right now <laughs> is taking it up with him. Yeah. Uh, and, that's you know, just we kind can of have third person, head. though, isn't it? Or is it well, sideways? If he's listening yeah. to it, then yeah. then he's hearing it. Okay. Well, Drew. And I think it's crap, Drew. Drew, if you're listening to him <laughs> complain about it, that's that's on you. No, I'm, I'm excited, man. This is like... I do this for a lot of reasons and I never thought it would take me to places yeah. that, that it would it's pretty take me. Awesome. And I'm sitting there going, I got an invite to go down to Alabama to mow, paint, prep yeah. the fields, watch the you game. You get to be there. I mean, it's, I mean, that's no different than if the Reds invited me up yeah. to help for a game day. Well, I guess the exact, that's the equivalent for me is the yeah. Reds inviting me up. Yeah. So I, I completely get it. And I'm just kidding with Drew. Oh, I know. you. I right. mean, it, It'd be cool to go down, but it's not. That's not my dream. Like that's yeah. that's your place. That's but I your never sanctuary. even I never even thought about it at all possible. And then he, I get, it's like we struck up a conversation, and then he threw it out there, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm down. I'm down yeah. with that big time." And so um, I'm excited about that. I, I we're gonna record a podcast or two down there, and and uh, may may try to repurpose it for you know both both brands. But um, I'm excited and be fun. So. That's going to be awesome. That's yeah. your sanctuary, so that's going to be awesome. Yeah, be I mean, there. outside of maybe going to Augusta or some other place and we're actually working, uh, I mean, but, you know, once you do things on the golf, I'd rather I'd rather be at the tournament watching it. You know, yeah. this is kind of something completely different, yeah. you know, so um, get to see how things go. and Just Make and sure you don't misspell anything while you're painting. I don't think they're going to give me a lot of uh, – <laughs> um, creative freedom to, to paint whatever I want to paint. You think you can paint keeping it real on the field? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'll t I'll take a stencil down there and just Absolutely. and then try, so we'll yeah. see. But if we can get I Pioneer. We get yeah. Pioneer or World Class to make yeah. you a stencil. Take down there. Yeah. My contact's trying to pop out. Sorry. Sorry. It's hey. It's not wanting to stay in my eyeball. Keep right it real, now. man. Yeah, absolutely. Close one eye. You can still talk. I don't know. <laughs> I might not be that talented. Well, um, what else you want to talk about? I don't know. We were talking about something. Oh, uh, I wanted to circle. Uh, I hate that word, circle back. Um, the uh, the book you were talking about. You mentioned the books and all. We were we got on a conversation about talking about books, and uh, I think I think it's kind of a cool thing to to because you and I are pretty heavy into book reading. Yeah. Um, that being a big part of you know learning, uh, developing better skills, uh, just. More, information and knowledge and and so you know i know you were talking about a book that's a, a series that was on netflix and but you're reading the book but i was going to tell you uh because what i do which is very strange and i but i don't know why i do it but i've got i got it from people like ty lopez and tony robbins and different people warren buffett that um i have about no less than probably five to eight books on my desk or around my desk that I'll pick up and read from. I don't read one book all the way through. 
Yeah. And but most of these books are informative books. I, okay, I struggle with that. Yeah. So I enjoy I enjoy a leadership book. I enjoy informative books, but my favorite is like a murder or horror book or some Stephen King stuff, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I can't I can't bounce back and forth between books because I mess up my characters. You know, so I I'll be thinking about a certain set of characters yeah. and then if I pick up a different You I, see, I wouldn't do that if I was if I was yeah. like if I was reading a book that had something to me I had to be sort of dive into it, yep. you know, some kind of storyline, then there's no way I could go back and forth. But you know, I'll go back and forth between uh Think and Grow Rich or or um sure. uh, you know, um the dichotomy of leadership. Yeah. I have those or two. I have seller be sold. I have seller be sold. Yeah. Um, I have the school of great. I mean, I have all these different kind of man, you know, books that are just not independent of each other. I can sit there and read a chapter and take a bunch of notes yep. and apply it. Maybe, maybe make a post about it or just think about it. So I, I do that very, um, regularly and I've been doing that for a long time. And, it's been a great way to understand kind of thought processes and different things. Um, see, I see the same thing in in the fiction books. Like, you yeah. know, picking up a book and and reading it, getting your, your brain just moving for the day. Um, so I, I love to pick up a book early in the morning, but I also love to be reading late at night because it helps my mind turn off, even though it gets my mind going for in the morning. Uh-huh. In the evening, it helps me wind down and kind of shut down. Makes my brain tired a little bit. But I right. picked up. Um, I haven't been able to read the book. Like I didn't enjoy the the writing of the book. But the the Longmire series. It's a Netflix series. You were telling me um, about that. Craig Johnson wrote the wrote the books, and I mean, there's several. It's it's a series, and there's several books in the series. I think it's. 16, 18, 20 books in the series. I think right. I'm book eight in. Yep. But I, the first book, so I picked up the first book, started reading it, couldn't, couldn't just get into it the way I wanted to. So I decided to do the audio book. And I do my audio books through an app called Libby, which you use your library card. So you basic, it's basically like checking a book out at the library. It's free. If it's free, I enjoy it. Right. Um, so you're able to just like check the books out as they're available. This series has been pretty wide open for the most part. I might have to wait a week or something. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to check out two at a time, which is why when when I'm in them, I've only got two weeks to listen to them or I've got 10 days, I think, to listen to them. But um, I'm on like book eight. And when I first when I first started listening to it, I had I had a struggle with thinking about the show series. Yeah. And then listening to the book so i had to i had to completely wipe the show series out of my head because it's it's so much different than the actual book Uh so i had to just start listening to the book for what it was and not as as the show series if that makes any sense at all because it's completely different if they would have done a better job of I mean, the show series was great. I mean, I binge watched it in like two weekends. Yeah. It's like six seasons long. I, I just sat down and Jesus. Yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> um, and then I rewatched it while we were shut down for our COVID when we got sniped with COVID. I rewatched it in those fourteen days or whatever, and um, it's great great series um, as far as a show. But yeah. if they would have kept, if they would have been able to keep the show closer to the book, uh-huh. the show would have been. It had been still on TV, and it would have been incredible. 
it have been amazing because my mind is just my mind. The way my mind does with books is I start seeing it. And then as I like, I see actors and stuff on different shows. I'm like, you would have been great in yeah. that role of, of this book. Right. Uh, favorite all time book. And I'll get to yours. My favorite all time book is 112263 by Stephen King. If you haven't read it, never even heard of it. It's, um, it's a time travel. It's a time travel style book about the JFK assassination. So 112263 okay. is the day JFK was right. assassinated. And basically the main character goes down a rabbit hole and he goes back in time to try to change the assassination. And it truly is an amazing book. Yeah. Um, I've, I've listened to the audio book three or four times. I've read the book twice. My guys actually bought it for me for Christmas a couple years ago because of how how much I love this book and I swear to you it's 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 over a thousand pages and every time I've picked it up I've ended up finishing it in a week mm -hmm. and I have found something else in it every single time um, even if I just pick up the audiobook and listen to it right I've found something different in it that I'm listening for a little a little um, what do they call it a little Easter egg that I find every single time and I just love it yeah so for me fiction books are are my are my go-to. I enjoy a good informative book, but yeah. if I can pick up when, when I'm able to, I've been in a rut lately and I haven't been able to pick up one that I've just loved. Right. Um, I was on this one series by JT Ellison. She's a local art author and, um, all of her, all of her stories in this series were like the roads were named after Nashville roads and like all the buildings that she talked. And it was really, she did a really good job of keeping it, keeping it, pretty accurate, you know, mm -hmm. to, to the area. And, um, I was, you know, I was, I was in, I was in for the win on this one. I was going all the way and then I got to one book and it, the writing was slow. Right. And it, I just got stuck. And it's honestly been since that time that I've had a hard time picking up a book and, and enjoying it. Yeah. Cause I want to go back to the other book and finish that series, but I just can't because I can't get past the one I was on and stuck sure. on. And it, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's really frustrating to, to, I mean, I've got a massive amount of books at the house and I can't find one that I want to read right now. So I've, I've bought a couple books about the reds, history of the reds or yeah. uh, tales from the dugout. And I've gotten through those and they're great, but I want to get back to my fiction stuff and yeah. I, I'm having a hard time doing it. And like I said, the Craig Johnson does a great job. It's just, I've needed to do the audio stuff for some reason. And I, I, I can't explain why it is. There's just certain books that there's certain books that I can't listen to the audio of because either the narrator is terrible sure. or whatever. And then there's certain books I love the audio, and I can't get into the writing of it. Yeah, I, I don't know why that is. Well, so, what's your do you do you read any fiction at all? I know you like your your, <laughs> your informative stuff. Do you get into any fiction? I I not not recently. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've read, and it. Um, anything fiction, um, probably the last stuff. I mean, this is going to be, this is, I shouldn't even say this. I think the last fiction stuff I read was the 50 shades of gray stuff. Uh -huh. Um, it give you some good ideas, some good insight. <laughs> well, if you've read it, you probably can answer. Did you read it? I did not. Well, then why are you asking? I'm just wondering. Uh, it's not that kind of party. 
I, I mean, I hate to admit that, but I mean, it is keeping it real. I did read those. Um, that's probably the last fiction books I have read. So my wife has a series she enjoys, and it's by an author. Um, her name is Dorinda Jones, and it's a it's like a paranormal, um, paranormal series. Basically, the the lead character is um, the Grim Reaper. Uh-huh. Like that's her. That's her superpower, basically. Right. And a um, lot of sex and stuff in it. And when when she would tell me about this book, I'm just looking at her like she's crazy. You know, and she gave me book one of the series, and I was like, I really don't want to read it. I was like, but I'll, I'll try the audio book. I was hooked. Yeah. Like, and and I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. It's as girly as it comes, but it was a really good series. Sure. And I, I truly enjoyed it. So I get your... I get your I mean, it's my, it's mindless stuff. It's got yeah. a lot of you know, it's got a lot of stuff in it that's intriguing, interesting. I mean, that's what makes fiction what it yep. is. It doesn't matter really what it. I mean, I was I was a huge Dan Brown fan. I like the, uh, you know, what is the freaking? I can't even. Uh, he uh, Angels and Demons, and there's another one that Tom Hanks played in. Now it's named escaping me. Uh, it's about uh, come on, man. It's the. Uh, he had like a he was an art curator and there was something to do with the the Da Vinci Code. That's okay, what it yep. was. So I got into reading all those and and those were pretty cool. And he had another one that was um, my my brain at forty eight years don't work. Anyways, so I read him. John Grisham's always been one. Obviously, yeah. those are kind of popular. But I just gotten away. From, I just I started realizing that I get a lot of that from TV. Sure. Or you but know, see, some I would rather get stuff. that me personally. I would rather turn off the TV, which I don't watch a lot of TV as yeah. it is. I would rather turn off the TV and challenge my brain by reading and make my brain think yeah. and create its own story in my head. So that all started with, for me, it was James Patterson who kind of hooked me in. Yeah, I like him um, too. And I read the NYPD Red series, which is a it's a series about police officers, but it's it's a red. So they're, they, they protect the, the rich and famous, basically. And it was great. Then I got on into the Alex Cross series, and I read every book in the series up to wherever he is now. But I, I started getting frustrated with him as an author because every Alex Cross book yeah. was the exact same. He just changed the, the scenarios, basically. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can't. This, this isn't challenging me yeah. anymore. This isn't entertaining me at all anymore. So I moved to more of like the Stephen King stuff and more – honestly deeper darker stuff but Stephen King is an amazing writer oh absolutely like he he can take he could take a story of your life and make it just phenomenal yeah. where with James Patterson and I think it's because he uses so many ghost writers to to help him write stuff that it just gets it gets dull and humdrum well and in, some, in a lot of ways some people just they know what works and they just yeah. stick with it and they but just, he's just going through the motions yeah. for me and I just kind of gave it up. Now yeah. I still, I still picked up the right, the latest NYPD Red book and read it, and it's still entertaining. Yeah. But I'm noticing they're five books in in that series, and I'm noticing they're all starting to trend in the same direction. I'm like, darn it, you're gonna do the same thing. Like it's gonna be the same thing as your Alex Cross series, yeah. and it's gonna be, it's, it, I'm, I'm gonna realize you're just going through the motions. Where if that was a Stephen King series, it would be phenomenal. It's the Fast and the Furious theory, man. Yeah, I guess if Just, you do the same thing in every movie. <laughs> Bunch of running around, yep. racing, high Every movie's impact. the exact same, but we all it's ran the, to the theaters the to watch it. It's the same scenario, man. It is. I mean, there's, they could make Fast and Furious 
forever. Yeah, they, and they will. And people will love them. And they will. And it's the same yep. movie over, over and, and over. over and over again. But I, 11 63 it's also a TV show. Yeah. And it's terrible. Uh, I turned on the first episode and turned it right it back off. Is. It, it's awful. Yeah. Um, nothing is on. And, and Stephen King says he helped them with the series to keep it as true to the book as possible. It's awful. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can't do that. But I'll, I mean, I more than likely with us talking about this, I'm probably going to pick it up again this weekend yeah. and, and start reading it again because it's just such an amazing cool. book. I'll have to check it out. My, my favorite Probably my favorite movie of all time. I, if I had, if you pinned me down, said is Shawshank Redemption, yep. and that's a Stephen King. Yep. I didn't read the books. So I don't know if it's very much different, uh, but I mean, it's an incredible movie. I want to read the Green Mile book as well. Yeah, that's a great. That's movie a great too. movie. Yeah, I would, is that Stephen King too? I believe so. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. I believe it is. Probably that's is. why I mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, and hopefully I'm right. Well, if you're wrong, if it's I'm wrong, fine. somebody's still a good us. movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, nah, I mean, it's. You know, like I said, I just the books to me are I'm using to gain knowledge. I, it's I feel like it's where I'm at in terms of uh, absorbing information. Sure, you know, podcasts are great for me. Um, I found a good podcast, um, and I'm kind of the same way with podcasts that I am with books. I want, I want you to give me, I want, I want, I just want the shittiest stuff I can find, like right. just the most entertaining stuff I can find. And I found a series called Theories of the Third Kind. So it's... Um, that sounds interesting. It, it is. Uh, it's um, conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and, and they break down conspiracies. And the first one I got hooked on, for some reason, I'm stuck on the JFK assassination. And I love theories. Yeah. And I love hearing what other people think Well, there's happened. no shortage of theories around that one. No. And there's not... And, and their Theories of the Third Kind, they're... Their podcast on the JFK assassination is phenomenal. Yeah. And and I just truly enjoyed it. And I mean, shoot, they take it all the way back to George H.W. Bush and and kind of blaming some people around him for the assassination. And and when you listen to it, so yeah. I'm not saying I always believe it, yeah, but it makes you think. And that's what I enjoy about it is is it's smut kinda. Yeah. But I enjoy I enjoy the theories around it. Well, I I think to me. I think that's what's great about quote unquote conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. If they make you think yeah. that it's the the idea is possible, that the that it exists, that it's not how we see it, yep. then that's what makes it interesting. It may not even completely be the truth. It it's more than likely never close to the truth. Yep. But there's certain situations, cer certain circumstances that make you go, hmm. Maybe the, maybe. I love going down those rabbit holes. Yeah. I really do. And I, I, I had to turn, I had to turn everything off after the bombing in Nashville on yeah. Christmas Day, because I was going down so many conspiracy theories, <laughs> and and they were making so much sense. Yeah. That it scared me a little bit because I'm like, I've got to turn this off, or I'm about to be one of these people with aluminum foil around my head. <laughs> so I had to just turn them off and and quit thinking about it. Yeah. But but. If they, you're right. If they make you think, they've done their job. Yeah, it's uh, you. I I mentioned a lot about Joe Rogan mm -hmm. and and how he does. Well, he some of his best podcasts are with Elon Musk. Yep. Well, they were talking, and Joe is big time in extraterrestrial yep. aliens and all this stuff. I mean, he like goes down the rabbit hole with a lot of people on whether it's real, what's going on. Well, he was talking to Elon Musk the other day, and one of the funniest things he said is he's like. Do you believe in aliens? He's like, no, I don't give it much thought at all. And he's like, why not? He's like, because they're 
pretty terrible if they exist. They're, they're lazy. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, wouldn't they just land in the middle of Times Square and go, hello, how are you doing? Why are they just like not, you know, why don't we not see them? And he's like, man, he just, it just the, the way he told it was hilarious. And, and Elon's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't put a lot of effort into that because I just think they, they if they were, if they were around, they'd show up. And then we were like, cool. And then they just, we just go on. Yep. We wouldn't <laughs> and, even realize it at some point, right? Yeah. Like they would just be normal. It's like, how are they, you know, if they're around, why would they just be walking among us? Why wouldn't they just be like, Hey, boo, <laughs> whatever, you know? Yep. But I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, there's, we could probably talk for hours about conspiracy theories around everything under the sun. Yep. And, and it's a lot of fun conversation, but at the same, at the same time, you know, makes you, if it makes you think, then it's, it's probably something to it. Uh, and, I, and that's I what's that. the scary part. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. I mean, I believe a lot of the theories around the JFK assassination. I just don't know which one's my favorite, <laughs> but I, I believe there's probably something to a little bit of all of them. Well, as much as I want to say that things aren't as they appear, they probably typically aren't. Yep. And that there is more to it. And you're just never going to find out. Or if we'll, you do, we'll never know. If you do, then, I mean, it's just. We'll never know because we'll never be told. Yeah. And then we won't believe it once we are because we've been lied to for so long. Oh man, I, I don't. I, we're we're teetering on the edge we of going are, down and a we probably really it around. really because I'm because I I can I can step off into the deep end real quick on a lot of stuff. But going so, down rabbit holes is the most fun thing to do. That might be an interesting podcast name. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're gonna start another no, one. No, we're not. We're Thomas gonna, Trotter would be the best one for going down going rabbit down holes. rabbit holes. Yeah, and we, we might have to do that with yeah. him because he sent me down a rabbit hole of watching abandoned video on youtube so like people go to abandoned places and and search them yeah and one of them was greer stadium which thomas was at greer stadium the last couple years and so it was really fun to watch the videos with him because he could give you so much insight to what was there at one time and um the funniest thing was there was a couch that they had in their shop at one time and the couch was still there while it was abandoned yeah I guess the homeless people were using the couch and just listening to him talk about oh that particular God. couch was just awesome. Oh my God. We'll have to, when we get him on and he says he's yeah. coming on, when we get him on, we'll have to have him share some of those stories. You gotta, I think you gotta great. pull. That's the thing about having guests is you gotta pull the stories out of them. You gotta I, be willing to tell them. I think he'd be willing to tell yeah. some of those and it might be the stuff he wants to talk about with yeah. us. You know, like those are the stories that are fun for him. The the grass stuff is just for him is just a job. So yeah. he might really enjoy talking about some of those old Greer Stadium stories and some of the stuff he can tell yeah. where people are gonna listen to it. But when when I was watching those abandoned videos of that place, with him especially, it was it was yeah. great. Well, here we here we are talking for over an hour and I don't know if we talked a whole lot of shop at all. <laughs> we talked irrigation. We did. We had to throw it in there. And then this week I had somebody come out and show me some artificial field samples just yep. of what they're doing now, of course, because we have one, so we get people by. One of the ones I thought was interesting is it's recycled. It's old recycled artificial fields. Yeah. So they're starting to use it as an infill material, which is great because it's keeping it out of the landfills, which are getting overrun with them. Yeah. So that was cool. You know, I mean, I'm not into artificial fields by no stretch of the imagination, but because we do have one, I have to kind of keep up on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the reality of the situation. I mean, I don't – I wish they'd all go away, to be Me honest too. with you. But 
I mean, it's, they're here to stay. They, they have are. a they have a purpose. I mean, indoor. I mean, it's just a reality. It is. I mean, it, you know, I don't like it, but I know that they're here. There's a lot of athletic high school athletics around here that have went to it. Most of them have. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're the only natural grass stadium in our division. So everywhere else we go play is artificial. That's right. right. why it's so important for me to provide the perfect field for them so that we don't go to that. Right. You know, so as long as I keep it perfect, we're not going to go. But the first time we screw up, you know, that's where my mind's going to be is. Well, but I don't think that I don't. I'll bet you that the field, the conditions and the reasons why they changed those fields weren't because of conditions. I would, I would dare say you're right. Not in all of them. You know, it's I perception. It. It's yeah. uh it's about having something they feel like is better for yeah. them. Um, it's not about the conditions. Like you're not ever going to have the field so crappy out there that somebody says, well, we don't need this no more. I better not, or I won't be here. Much if you longer. do, you don't need to be doing this. Right. I mean, that's just real talk, but I mean, yeah. I, there's no way you get it that way. No. I mean, you could have a herd of elephants running around on that thing and, mm. And, let's let's not try that. But I mean, it, it, you could get it back. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. it's. I had I had a stampede of gr- of horses run across a green one time. I mean, that does some damage. Yeah. But you know, you just put it back. Well, we have a carnival on it every May. Yeah. You know, and and you're thinking because it, it never fails. It rains on that day every single year. Since I've been here, that we've had it, it has rained, and we've had we still had it. Yeah. And so afterwards, you're thinking there is no way. This is getting back to what it should be. Yeah. Sure enough, come August, you're ready to go. It makes you feel good. Yeah. You don't feel good in May when it's happening, but you feel good in August no. when it's there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you can definitely get it back, but you see you see such – everybody's so landlocked that they're playing three and four sports on one field. That's exactly right. That's what and, I was going to say, too. And you've got the the band practices and all of that that just wear it out. Yeah. And the, in, in, in your public school systems, they don't have a groundskeeper. So there's nobody there to maintain it daily. You've right. got a coach doing it. Bless their hearts, they try, but they don't they don't have the time. Like yeah. because once they get done teaching and then once they get done coaching, they're trying to work on their field. Well, there's no time. So it, it goes backwards. And once it starts going backwards, they have a really hard time of getting it moving in the right direction. Yeah. And you know, and there's got to be a way to solve that, and I've made a couple recommendations, and I would like to start working towards those recommendations, but it's going to take time. It's going to take the right people jumping on board yeah. and then moving in that direction, but so many of them have already started trending towards the artificial way that it, you know, you once they've gone artificial, I don't know that they go back anytime soon. Mm-mm. So you, you work with the ones that you can. Like, so Metro Nashville here, they're not going artificial. They can't afford it. There's so many schools. So you start working with those groups and proving what, what those groups could do, and then you just hope that over time that catches on and we don't lose more natural grass fields fr- to it. You know, right. We might not ever change uh, a Murfreesboro high school back to natural grass, but we might keep the natural high schools from going that way, and sure. I think that's a win. Yeah. You know, So I think you, you save the ones you can and you – you let them go on with what they've got, yeah. you know, and, and continue growing what they got. And I'm so darn proud of you right now. The refrigerator just kicked off again, it. and you didn't mention I, it. Didn't, Great job. And you mentioned it. Well, I, I'm going to call you out because yeah. every time you've been like, what the heck is that? 
So I you, fixed the daggum audio so it doesn't come through. And now you got to now you got to make you got to talk about the refrigerator. We, One of these we're going to get through a podcast without something like that happening. We are keeping it real. I, I don't. That's fine. What is this, by the way? What is that right there? So it's. I guess somebody dropped their their Tennessee beanie on campus. And one of my guys thought I would want it, so it got set on my desk. I, I, I thought you set that there on purpose for you. Just for that, I'm gonna give you an update on the uh, Alabama right. score: seventy six forty one with five minutes to go. I think you're gonna win your thirty dollars, buddy. I think that's that's about as good of a lock as you can come I up. I think with. you've got it. So who will they play next? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you've got the app right in front of your. Well, I'm looking face. at Fanduel, so I'm just looking at it. Doesn't give the brackets, so I'll, I'll report back. On okay. That, All right. On that, so. But, so, I mean, by the time we record another episode, they may be SEC champions. Yes, I, will, yes. I will want to stab myself in the eyeball if they win the SEC What champion. about football because, and basketball? That'd be Well, like, their damn baseball team is rocking and rolling, too. Oof, man, but taking you know, over we, the world. We kind of talked about this in the last episode. Yes, they, I mean, their football program is amazing. But what has happened, what you're seeing happen there is champions breeding champions. So – Football program is rocking and rolling. Nick Saban's breeding a bunch of champions. Well, now their basketball program is stepping up. They're starting to get better, which they've never been a basketball school before. But now look at their baseball program stepping up. So winning in football is starting to breed. And I'm not saying that they haven't gone out and gotten better players for that sport, but it's been easier for them to go get those better players because well, they're winning a culture. at football. That's what I'm it's, talking it's about. They built, they're a, building a culture of yeah. winning, and that's why it's becoming so easy to win at every sport they're playing. Yeah. I mean, there, there's that is it has a trickle-down effect. It does. There's no doubt about we, it. We lightly talked about that in another episode, and that's where I was going to go with it, and then we changed directions. But it's, it's exactly what's happening when when you're winning at one at one thing – and you're continuously doing it, it starts to breed into those other I mean, just, just think if you're um, Nate Oates, who's the coach of basketball, and he can say, hey, Coach Saban, um, really struggling with trying to get through to my players. Why don't you – can you come over and, and give them a little bit of a talk, you know? And, and you have the coach of – I mean, arguably the greatest football uh, – college football coach ever. Arguably. Yeah, who's gonna argue that? Well, I'm just saying it. I'm, I'm biased. I'm so, there is not a I'm better, biased, I, and I'm not. <laughs> I hate Alabama. Yeah. We we know this. Yeah. Like, there, and it, truly, my only hatred for them is that they're continuously winning. I don't like any program. But if you don't like it, change it. I can't change it. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have that power. Right. Somebody else needs to change it. Yeah. But well, I wasn't talking to you. I despise <laughs> Alabama. Right. Nick Saban is absolutely the greatest coach in college football history, yeah. hands down the greatest coach. And if someone who despises that program as much as I do can say that, there shouldn't be anybody that even needs to try to argue it. The man is a freaking genius. I still think he should be president of the United States, but he's a freaking genius when it when he's on that Nobody football field. Nobody wants that job. No, why would you? It's no, I a wouldn't. thankless job. Like, you're not going to win. No. The best you're ever going to do is 50% of the people are going to agree with you. This is darn right. That's the best you're ever going to do. Uh, and that still didn't. That still and those voices good. will not be nearly as loud uh-huh. as the voices that hate you. Right. The voices that hate you are far louder than the voices that love you. That's right. That's another rabbit hole we could go down. That's, that's exactly right. I, we teeter on that. I like teetering. We on walk it, around those I rabbit like, holes. I a like lot. rock walking yeah. just around them and looking down, peeking down, yep. but not going down them right now. Yep. We'll do it another time. Absolutely. 
maybe when this thing takes off and neither one of us have to work a full-time job, Soon. We'll, we'll just jump into those holes. Soon, that's right. You ready to wrap it up? I am. All right. Well, I'm going to, uh, where am I going? Rosemary Beach, Seagrove, something like that next week. So, man, we'll uh, stay in touch and I'll... Uh, Figure out what we're gonna do. No speed, no speedo selfies or nothing. Okay? Heck no, man. Right. I'm gonna be sitting on the beach or by the pool. I ain't gonna do a whole lot of nothing. Take my computer and just do a little work as possible. So I'll tell you what, the best thing. Read I'd, some self help books. Why don't you pick up a fiction book? I might. I up? might do that. So the best thing I did this past summer. I did start reading uh, the book you gave me. Growing Weeders and the Leaders. Weeders and the Leaders, yeah. Jeff McManus. I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna probably post him and tag him about it eventually. Me I too. think it's a great book. We got I mean, it's, we got him coming on in October, yeah, buddy. That's right. I'm excited about that. Yep. I'm pumped. Yeah. Because I love the guy. Like yeah. he was a keynote speaker at a conference a couple years ago. Yeah. And you I, gave the cat out of the bag, dude. I'm going to have to cut care. that out. Dude, no, don't cut that out. We yeah. keep it real. That's right. I want people to know. Because <laughs> if people start hearing who we're bringing on, yeah. we're bringing Trotter on, we're bringing Jeff McMenus on, we got people lined up. Yeah. They're ready to come on the show. So that's people are going to start listening because they want to hear those voices too. That's right. That's we're going to have Milton on the show at some point. Moments with Milton, or whatever we call What's it. What's the plan, John? <laughs> <laughs> I have the good news and the bad news. That's right. <laughs> well, man, this has been fun. I, I, I this is actually, this is actually uh, a, a refreshing end of the week. It was a good conversation about a lot of things and just and about nothing and, all at the same. I time. know. And, and if hey, if you like this and thought we rambled on, I sorry, I can't I, help you. I don't care if you don't <laughs> like it because I enjoyed it. Um, you enjoyed it, yeah. And that's who we're uh, at the end of the day. That's what we're doing it for. It's it, it's it's been a nice blow, like get it off your chest yeah. type thing to do, and and I've enjoyed it. So Absolutely, I appreciate it. I got to hustle because I'm leaving out of town. I have to edit this thing, get it up for get going, man. Post, get going. So first off, or lastly, we appreciate everybody that's already. Liked, subscribed, shared. Yes, sir. Share it with another friend. Rate and review. Do all that cool stuff. I would say that um, we don't get paid to do this. So our only fee would be is if you would bring a friend, share it if you like it. Yeah. If you didn't like it, don't share it. But if you do, find value or just love listening to us ramble. I mean, that's all we want. That's all we need. That's you all know, I want. We're just trying to get some content out there. I think that's a uh, until somebody steps up and wants to – push a product or whatever. I, I mean, let's, let's be value based on what we're giving them. Yeah. You know, and I hope we have been, Yep. but we definitely appreciate everybody that's already done that. I'm going to go pick up break two on iTunes and Spotify. You can get that. And I would appreciate that as well. And that's all I got, man. All right. Well, how you want to end this until next time, until keep, next time, keep on keeping it real. Keep it real later folks. See you. Thank <laughs> you.